Howdy and welcome to the FPL Jingle with me, Owen Kanhidi, and my co-host, Stephen Meiselbach. Steve, how are you getting on? I'm not too bad, I'm not too bad. Uh, I'd like to apologise in advance to the listeners for the uh, the kind of poor audio quality on my end this time because I am not... It'll be Steve talking. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I'm not in my usual setup, and so uh, I'm using the different headset, so, you know, it'll do the job, and it's only just a temporary, so I'll be back to normal next week, hopefully. Bit of a... Bit of an amateur hour moment. For uh, yeah, as opposed to your ghetto setup, which is like uh, your your phone, which connects into your Discord, and then that's how you talk to me, and then you use the laptop to record the Audacity, but you can't use both on the laptop because your laptop is so old that it actually can't do both things at the same time. Ha! <laughs> the crisp audio <laughs> quality that the listener is going to the, get from the crisp me audio quality that i always have to improve immaculate. because you get your audio and it's so poor there was one time you forgot to record on the right microphone and i had to fix that as well but sure i didn't bring that up at the time did i ah yeah you, you know in fairness steve you never complain no just this so one I, just this I, one I time and every other time you. after yeah. this <laughs> Uh, Steve, I think it's only right if I start this podcast by extending my deepest sympathies to all the PSV fans who won't be getting their day out in London. <laughs> yeah, I was a bit surprised about that. Uh, yeah, like the, the funeral takes precedent. Um, I was seeing that after the passing of the Queen that on her funeral being scheduled for Monday, that hospitals are cancelling their uh, scheduled surgeries or cancer appointments uh, for the funeral out of respect to her. So... It's nice to know that people are, that are potentially battling life-threatening diseases and, and need their treatment aren't going to be able to get it because uh, they need to go and have a, have a statewide funeral. So that's, that must be nice for some people. Yeah, well, look, this is what she wanted. So Yeah, yeah, this is absolutely yeah. what she would have wanted. Yeah. Because everyone, because okay, every, as you know, uh, Owen, from all the the stuff that's gone on in the UK in the news over the past few days, everyone knew the Queen personally and had a very intimate relationship with her. Oh, she's my best mate. I actually, I actually, <laughs> she was everyone's a, best mate, Owen. She was everyone's grandmother. I actually have a neighbour who shook the Queen's hand. Uh, she she makes and she never washed it again. She didn't for a week. She uh, <laughs> she makes dresses. I think she made a dress for some event. <laughs> Well, that's uh, okay. Basically, the queen is my best mate, is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, it sure sounds that way. Uh, she's she uh, was gonna re- she was due to retire and hand down the uh, hand down the throne, and retire to uh, to Claire. But uh, you know, circumstances as they were with COVID and everything kind of put a halt on that. You know. Yeah, she wasn't in great nick there. She couldn't get out to the matchmaking festival or anything like that. So. <laughs> oh God, <laughs> that reminds me. Please, you saw that video of the, the matchmaking festival. Did you? Oh God, damn, yeah. man! Have some self-respect for yourself, Jesus Christ! When I was working in a in a shop in Ennis, it was kind of, I, I wouldn't call it one of the last outposts, <laughs> but it was it was on the way out to the festival. So you oh. have lads in there in uh, like very strong smelling cologne and brown shoes and jeans and <laughs> yeah. check shirts. Check, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. So one woman said to me, uh, there's fellas out there and they'd put it in a bottle if they could. <laughs> but, uh, yeah that, that video of uh, the Liston Verna matchmaking festival if you can get your hands on that don't <laughs> yeah I was just so, about to say I wouldn't advocate for it anyway no. <laughs> but uh, well, we'll be fantasy football <laughs> <that> postponed <laughs> yeah. 
so we have to do twice the shit talk that we normally do yeah we didn't get it all out to talk about yeah we didn't get it out of our systems last week so we have to we have to get it all out this week so yeah uh like how did you feel owen personally about last week's fixtures being postponed out of respect because you know the cricket went ahead and there were other events that went ahead the pre- the, the premiership went ahead the sorry the rugby premiership went ahead and like i feel like there could have been efforts made and maybe more touching uh tributes done at the start of the matches and maybe a half time and things like that than just deciding to cancel it all together um so on a personal level i was on wildcard and happy to have a second week to consider it it allowed me to take my drinking to new levels on the weekend without <laughs> having to consider what i was going to end up on on my wildcard because i wasn't fully decided but uh so initially i just saw it's all cancelled and i said fair enough they don't have enough police to deal with both but the queen was still in scotland at this stage she's just, she's only just landed somewhere i'd say uh, you just so, landed somewhere yeah <laughs> I, I'm, I'm i'm not following it very closely mm. um so to me given the state of the premier league and trying to keep up with fixtures like our arsenal have to scrap one of their games more like more than likely have to scrap one of their games because of this well this is it so, now because so while it might not have affected you the first time on or last weekend because you're still wildcard and it's affecting you now because uh the united and leeds game has been called off and the liverpool or chelsea and liverpool game has been called off due to security concerns and lack of police because of the funeral that's going to happen on the monday so uh, I will say that the Brighton and Palace game was already called off beforehand because there was supposed to be a railway strike and they were worried about supporters not being able to get there and back, so they just decided to postpone the game and move it to another time. But that game is also not happening. So now, in terms of wild card, like you know, any of your Liverpool assets, Chelsea assets, uh, United assets, like you know, you're you're going in uh, this week potentially with a, a much weaker team and maybe not the optimum starting eleven that you might have had last week uh i totally understand steve that that sounds like it's going to make for really good podcast content uh, how <laughs> can one make a team good for this week and up until game week 16 when uh, you'll be using your next wild card so stay tuned for that um i i'm i'm absolutely okay with being on wild card and this happening i think you know given we have an extra week to consider it we know now when we also have champions league knowledge to gain in the next two days hmm. so uh I, I think we'll be well positioned on a friday morning to set a very good team or yeah at it's, least all, it's what probably we think is a good team for. it's probably worth mentioning right now that we're recording on the tuesday afternoon so we haven't seen the lineups for any of the champions league games either tonight or on the wednesday so we'll, we're kind of flying blind on that at the moment but like do you, do you like do you want to talk through your team you have it at the moment or is a, it, I know it's going to be uh, subject to change, but I mean, what kind of ma- major changes have you made uh, in your wild card? So yeah, the the team I ended up on is is just like a like I I I I, I, honest, I can't stand over what what is happening here. <laughs> Malasia, Gomez, and and Vestigard are in this team, so we'll, we'll just <laughs> take this with a grain of salt. What yeah, I will yeah, say yeah. is, uh. I think I'll end up with three city players. I think I'll end up with like Haaland, De Bruyne, and maybe even Foden, but probably Walker. Yeah. Um, 
I'm going to move away from Salah. I was going to do that anyway, even though he's currently in my team. I'm going to move away from Salah mm. and spend that money elsewhere. Maybe maybe I'll already have Diaz and bench him for the coming week. Um, and if you're to get rid of Salah, then uh, who? What what kind of position are you looking to upgrade in midfield forward? Or... I will be upgrading. I'll be getting Kev in midfield. I'll have Calland and Kev definitely. Uh, mm-hmm. So yeah, it'll basically be a Salah to Kev change. Um, in, in but you already wife, have in, in you the, already have Kev in this team. Yeah. So in the tinker I made, I downgraded my defenders to get Kev. Yeah. But I think I'll I'll, I'll upgrade those again and get rid of Salah. Ah, um, right, gotcha. Yeah, yeah. So I, I was trying to make you know a team with with Alan De Bruyne and Salah, but uh, now I think I'll get rid of Salah and upgrade the defenders. Use that money there. Yeah, your your front line is interesting. It's it's Haaland and then you have Jesus and Mitrovic. Uh, are you gonna? Is that gonna stay locked in the way it is, or is there a potential for like a an upgrade to let's say Mitrovic or Kane? Or that's, sorry, Mitch, uh, Mitch to that's Kane. a big question mark i'll be i do want kane like la- when we last podcasted i said like yeah i'm definitely getting kane and then we spoke about the fixtures i have him here in front mm. of me they yeah leicester which is a brilliant game then arsenal brighton away might not be as good a fixture we'll, we'll discuss that then have everton good game but then united newcastle then bournemouth and liverpool yeah it's so like the- you've, you've kind of brighton everton bournemouth which are good but like they have a terrible run yeah they have a terrible run and they have the worst run over the next 10 games of any team but the thing is Harry Kane is just so consistent that even when Spurs have bad fixtures he still manages to score so that's kind of where I'm coming from the Chelsea game was or sorry not the Chelsea game they were due to play Man City last weekend and that was probably the biggest concern for me because I was thinking geez do I want a wild card and put Kane in with a terrible fixture straight away but that kind of or this rejigging of the schedule kind of seems to have gotten rid of that problem so like I, I, I have him in my team anyway so yeah, and and the only thing is like Mitrovic, Haaland, and Jesus is like a savage front three. Like I have no problem with that. Yeah, but yeah. Kane might become essential. You know, he's 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 been ticking. He's five goals it, and an assist, I think, so far. We've only had yeah. six games, it, so he and it, mit, full zooming, credit to maybe. Mitrovic. Full credit to Mitrovic that he's got the form that he's in, and he's averaging like a goal a game. But you do wonder, like you know, it is it is still Fulham at the end of the day. Like how long can this? keep going the the way it is like forever forever have, and ever they have, they're going they're going to the city ground in the next game then they've got newcastle and west ham but then they've got four easy fixtures bournemouth villa leeds everton mm. so i have no problem with mitrovic maybe let's just take a quick look at the arsenal fixtures um because i also really like jesus arsenal have a tough run as well it's actually similar enough to the spurs one I mean, like, they've Brentford, not so bad. But then Tottenham, Liverpool, Leeds, City, two easy games, and then Chelsea. So they have three easy games, a bit like Spurs. Yeah, well, depend- like so I think it, dep- I think it depends I mean. on how fast Potter gets settled at Chelsea. That could that could potentially be a, a bit of an easier game. And, uh, yeah, like... Aubameyang's going straight in there. Aubameyang's <laughs> straight in. Uh, and then also, you know, Liverpool are still in a, very much a rut. Like, I know, like we're kind of touching on it here that, like, you're getting Salah out of your team uh, and I, I've gotten Salah out of my team. I've got Trent out of my team. I have no... I, I, I will have one player, Luis Diaz, but, like, I'll get to that. Will I just run through my team quickly? Like, the, the kind of changes I've made? Yeah, I'll just I'll just note that the, the Robertson injury is also very real, yeah. so he, he won't be playing for Yeah, well, time. I mean, they say until after the international break, which is the end of this month, so you'd 
they're saying that he'll kind of be in line to return for when the Premier League comes back after the international break. But, you know, knee injuries are a little bit hard to tell and it is a little bit early days. So it might be kind of a wait and see on that one. But um, I also played the wild cards last week. I think we're already talking about it. Um, and I originally had uh, four players who weren't going to play this week. I originally had uh, Mendy, Malassia, Rashford, Fafana and Diaz. That's actually five. Never mind. <laughs> I had four starting that weren't going to play. So what I kind of did to rejig... What, what's, how would you pronounce that Leeds player's name? Hjelda. I mean, I can't argue <laughs> with you. It's H yeah. and J are two horrific first letters. <laughs> anyway, he's never. He's just third sub. He'll never, ever come in, and he's just one of the cheapest around. I might still actually potentially get minutes for Leeds. So what I've done is I've got Pope in. I've gone for defenders of Walker, Nico Williams, Saliba, Fafana, and, and your man Hjelda. Um. So like, I feel like that's solid enough. And then I've gone for uh, De Bruyne. Andres Pereira is going to fill in this game for Rash or this week for Rashford. Uh, I've got Kulusevski in for this week because they play Leicester at home. That's a nice fixture. And then I'm going to switch it to Diaz uh, the following uh, game week then because they're the same price. And then uh, Martinelli. And then I ha- I've gone for the three meme up top. I've gone for Kane, Haaland and Jesus. So I- I'm carrying... Um, Fafana and Rashford and then th- for this game week and then I'll look to use the, the one transfer I have to bring in Diaz for, for Kulusevski so I, I feel fairly confident with that team like Newcastle have a nice round of fixtures uh, City pretty solid you kind of talked about uh, Spurs and Arsenal already and yeah like I, I, I Chelsea with Potter now in they'll probably still kind of stick to the back three for the time being anyway and Fafana is like the cheapest Chelsea asset that's actually going to play games. So that kind of feels like a smart one to have. And United are playing better football now. And Rashford is the main man up top for them at the moment. So that kind of feels smart. So, yeah, like I feel feel, feel pretty good about the team. Oh, yeah, I can't argue with it. I mean, like you're, you're, you might keep a close eye on that Walker injury. I'm not sure exactly how that's yeah, going. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well that this is the thing and this is why i don't really pay much attention to the um fantasy app because it it didn't tell me that saint maximan had an injury like the the week that he got injured or it said that he wasn't going to play no it said that zaha wasn't going to play and then he played and scored a screamer and it was just i don't trust the app anymore so i'm just going to wait and see what i get out of the press conferences and the game uh, that city will play in the champions league midweek if I remember correctly, Steve, the app said he had a 50% chance of playing, which probably no was accurate. No, it wasn't 50%. It was more than that. I just didn't look at the um, the pre-match press conference that Vieira did. I think it's very uh, cruel of you to to disparage the, the yeah. elders in, in the FPL towers. The elders, the elder, of, the elder ones. Of remarks. You've been playing too much Elden uh, Ring, huh? So that you you will then have totally moved away from the big at the back start that that maybe I more I ne- so started with these season. You I never four. had big at the back. I had kind of like a four four two kind of thing going. I never went five at the back. Yeah, well, yeah, but you had let's say Trent and Cancelo, and you had a, certainly you had a lot more money in your defense. Oh, you, sorry, yeah, in that regard, out. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. I kind of transitioned over time. Like I got rid of. Cancelo and brought in Walker instead but I held on to Trent and then I just said look I'm, what am I holding on to Trent for here like the way Liverpool were going and then they obviously lost uh, 4-1 to Napoli in the Champions League and yeah yeah so th- this uh, this this Champions League game now will be big for them like coming up against an Ajax side who 
who looked good against Rangers and um, are completely revamped. We were um, discussing this in the house the other day. They have a new manager and they have eight new starters in the starting eleven because they've all gone in the summer and they still beat Rangers like four nil. <laughs> so they're they're still managed to keep keep it going and keep it ticking over. So it's impressive. Yeah, I know, fair say. And and they've done that more more than just this season. They've done it several times in a row, which is outrageous. A bit like a Brighton. Yeah. Um I think that's a good point to take a break, Steve. Uh, afterwards, we're going to talk about the seven remaining fixtures that we have. Uh, we have three bankers and a spicy boy. And also we have some questions that were kind of popular on Twitter or just between ourselves there that we'll go down through. So run the commercials, please, Steve. Rolling now. Game week 8 is coming up. It's going to be the 7th game week that's actually played. Villa will host Southampton. Fulham will go to the city ground. Wolves take on Man City. Newcastle will play Bournemouth. Spurs will trash Leicester. Brentford play Arsenal in a London derby. And Everton take on West Ham. Uh, As we just discussed, Stephen, not the most exciting list of fixtures. No, no. It it feels like it's very... Uh, at, like at the start of the season if you're to kind of try and predict where teams would be finishing it feels like these are where kind of teams would be anticipated to be finishing around each other like Villa and Southampton kind of maybe mid-table or there so Forest and Fulham relegation kind of thing like uh, Spurs and Leicester like Leicester you would expect to would have expected to be in and around the European spots obviously no one could have really predicted how the, their season was going to go so far and then you know like Brentford beat Arsenal in the opening day of the season last year so or last season so maybe that was going to be maybe that'll have a bit more spice in it but yeah there, apart, there's no real like game standing out to me that's like oh yeah i better watch that yeah i might skip the premier league this weekend fuck it you do that every weekend uh not every weekend most weekends depends, depends what, what what gaa is at hand whenever we get on on and you said oh well i managed to catch 20 minutes of this game and i'm thinking okay great uh, 20 fantastic minutes of for example Fulham versus Wolves real <laughs> cracker <laughs> yeah a real barn burner uh, really uh, 20 minutes well spent huh uh, I think we'll move along to the questions and we'll refer back to the fixtures as we go rather than looking yeah. at them in depth so the first and most obvious question is about the wild card mm-hmm. and we kind of talked about having players for the week ahead um, but if you do have your wild card and all you pick are players for game week eight, how will that impact you going forward? Uh, or another way to phrase it is, is it okay to just have eight, nine or 10 players this week, um, knowing that you have points to come? So I think we'll start yeah. off with people. Yeah. People who are already on wild card. Like ourselves. You, you, Steve, you, you had put together pretty confidently a team that will be good for game week eight and should be solid enough going forward yeah but maybe we should ask what players don't you have that you could yeah so if those fixtures weren't postponed if those fixtures weren't postponed like i would have had uh let's see here i would have had luis diaz i would have had uh, malasia i would have had mendy so those are kind of three players that i had to either get rid of and swap out for different players or ones that i 
um, are I'm planning to bring back in after game week eight, like Luis Diaz, for example. So I, I feel like if you're if you're making the wild card for this week, you know Liverpool or not Liverpool, Chelsea and United players are probably going to be the main ones that people are going to think about. I don't imagine too many people have that many Brighton or Palace players, and if they do have have them, you know they're fairly cheap enough; they'd be easy to replace. And then if you wanted to waver them back in next the following week, you could. But, I mean, you're mainly talking about um, Chelsea assets and United assets. Like, United have done pretty well defensively. I think they had three or four clean sheets up before the Arsenal game. Uh, Chelsea now have been taken over by Graham Potter, so they're going to have that new manager bounce. They also have a very nice uh, fixture schedule. Uh, they've brought in Aubameyang, who now is even though he was recovering from his uh, broken jaw, played 60 minutes in the Champions League and will now have three weeks because of this postponement and then the international break to get back to fully fitness, uh, fully fit. So uh, you'd be thinking if you have the likes of Rashford or if you have the likes of um, maybe Fafana or Kukurea or Reese James, um, I think Reese James may be the main one. You'd probably have put them on your bench and maybe play, and then just transfer out one player that you know you can get back in the following week. It's kind of similar the way that I'm doing. Uh, yeah, I, I I think that's a good that's a good tactic when you're when you're on the wild card, um, because people were dropping Liverpool assets anyways, and um, you, you wouldn't be terribly excited about your Chelsea and Man United players. You you have Reese James and you have Rashford because he's good value. Yeah, like you know, there's no one who's going to be like keeping Sancho and Sterling on their bench to keep for them. That's pointless. Uh, you you may as well just take a punt on a Foden or just get decent Arsenal, City, and Spurs guys, and maybe then swap one to a Diaz later on, as you're saying, Steve. Um, the other question I would ask is: there are teams that'll have a Pascal Gross and a Trossard, and they might have Zaha. And they might have Rashford, and they might have Reese James, and they might have some Liverpool players, and they might have no one playing for the week to come. <laughs> and they they didn't want a wild card. Um, yeah. So the obvious answer to that question is do wild card. But if they've already wild carded, do you take a whole pile of hits here? I mean, do you? Yeah, well, I, if I've you've been a, to oh, keep uh, as in if you have you already you've already wild carded, let's say in like week two or something. Imagine someone who's done that. They also like got on board with, with Pascal Gross and they have a few Liverpool players, Reese James, Rashford, and they're in a bit of trouble. What would you would you be taking hits here? I don't know. I don't know for the fact that if you're gonna make a transfer for a player well, You should know, Stephen. You're on a podcast <laughs> I'm asking you about Yeah, it. well Come this on. is the first time the question's been posed to me on. Now you can't think of a direct answer right off the spot. I need to think about it for a second here. Like if you're transferring a player out, like um, Pascal Gross or let's say Wilfred Zaha for example and you're bringing in a player to replace them that's a four point hit so you know they'd have to be returning they'd have to be almost a guaranteed return for the hit that you're taking and they'd also have to be a similar enough price to be replaced and I don't know if there's that many players that are as good returners for at that price as they are so yeah you really kind of snookered yourself with that one I I, yeah, I don't I don't think I don't think Brighton it's worth I don't think it's blank, worth taking the hit to to transfer four or five of those players out because then the following week comes and like if you don't like those 
The following week comes, Steve. Brighton play yeah. Liverpool and Palace play Chelsea. <laughs> yeah. Well, I suppose then. I'm glad I'm yeah, not in that situation. It's a, it, <laughs> you chumps. It's a very tough situation to be in. I probably wouldn't uh, try and transfer out like five or six players. I probably wouldn't take the hit just purely because I don't think in the long term it'd be worth it. Um, in terms of the returns that you get for it that week. No, I just wouldn't do it. That was a very tough question on you've asked. So you would play you would, would play yeah. seven or eight players. I think I'd be taking the hits. Because I think the players that you have I would be getting rid of anyways. I'm not terribly excited. I'm about not either, but are. I'm just saying for and we look it's gonna be one of the questions is gonna be how Brighton will cope now that Graham Potter's gone, but you're telling me that you're gonna get rid of, let's say Pascal Gross, who's like what six, six point something, and you're gonna get in someone for that same price point that's gonna do as good a job as him. No, I don't think so. Um, yeah, that is, um, that is, those are the bargain buys, and they were probably the best on the market when you got them. So then you're you're looking at a two million upgrade to get out of it. So yeah, but then, uh, but like you know, you're yeah, it. it I don't think there is an easy answer to that. It's literally just what do you prefer? Would you rather have a full starting eleven and take the hit to your team, or are you just happy enough to have a bad week this week? As I presume a fair few people are probably going to have, although everyone who could who ha- still had the wild card available to them is probably doing that now, and uh, just going in with the seven or eight players like you mentioned and just kind of praying for the best and uh, going from there. Yeah. Um. Yeah. It's hard enough to get points, so yeah, giving them up is uh, generally not advised. How does the appointment of Graham Potter to Chelsea impact things? Uh, what I'm <laughs> I, most interested I lo- in here... I love on that, uh, having just asked that complete curveball of a question and thrown me completely off guard, you've read the next question exactly as I've written it, like every single letter. <laughs> um uh, yeah, you've shown Steve that you don't do well under pressure <laughs> and giving you I'm throwing I you I don't know few, I thought I did a pretty what's, what's the term for an easy ball to hit in baseball a softball I'm, th- I'm throwing you a few softballs there you go a few apples a few eggs <laughs> a few eggs I don't want to hit the eggs they'll splatter all over me make such a mess <laughs> throwing a brick <laughs> don't throw a brick at me either just don't throw anything at me. Um, uh, yeah, what, I. What I am. I think Graham Potter. What, what I'm, go ahead. Which which one of us going to go? Uh, I am terribly excited to see will he play four at the back. I don't I, think so. I'm very interested. I don't think he will. And I don't think he will either because we don't have any midfielders. <laughs> but I'd love I'd love to see it because, like. It's under two managers now, five at the back, has just ended in tears. So I'd love to see Chelsea become... It good. ended in tears because... It ended in tears because he's just stopped being able to score goals and you can only rely on a defence being so good for so long. And you were thinking that with a 37-year-old Thiago Silva, a 33- or 34-year-old um, Cesar Azpilicueta and like signing a 31-year-old Koulibaly for like 60 million, that that was going to be sustainable and... Not really, even though Thiago Silva's probably been your best defender so far. But Graham Potter is quite flexible in his teams in that he'll probably play a back three that can turn into a back four, maybe when in possession or out of possession, whatever way they want to structure it, depending on who they might be playing that week. But 
like you know he'll have Kukureya there who he's worked with before and I think he'll I think he's like there's going to be a new manager bounce people are players are going to respond to him nice it'll be a breath of fresh air into the club and everyone's going to feel like they have a fair shake at it and a chance to win the starting spots so there'll be that kind of period but I, I think it'll be good for them I think this the players that they have in place are, are kind of similar enough style of players to what to um to what Potter wants and I think it'll go well I think it'll take a little bit of time uh, and I'd be interested to see how he gets on with Aubameyang because probably for the first time maybe in his managerial career that he actually has a striker that is capable of scoring goals <laughs> like you know Mope would pop <laughs> how dare you say <laughs> yeah, I will say that about Mope I watched the the Merseyside derby <laughs> I watched him miss probably the best chance of the game uh but they have he is at Everton now he's at Everton now yeah, it really is, isn't it? Like, you know, it, back in the day, whenever a player probably wasn't good enough for the top four, you'd say, like, I, he'll go to Everton. Because, you know, that, they were kind of like the fifth, sixth, or seventh best team. <laughs> yeah, Patrick exactly. Van Anhalt. Ex- Lingard, yeah, yeah, exactly. But, ne- but, but nowadays, it's dropped down to, above. like, a, oh, well, that player could probably play do a job in the championship. And they're like, yeah, Everton, so... So, so, but I, I think it, I think Potter has a as a has every chance to be successful, and he's brought all of his coaching staff with him from Brighton, so he'll have a a lot of uh, continuity there. So yeah, like I, I think it can go well. I think there will be a bit of a a steep learning curve because he probably won't have had to deal with you know European games before and things like that. But yeah. Um. Yeah, it'll be interesting. I actually got a uh, Graham Potter's history there on my drive home. He he managed the Ghanaian women's was team. Was it? I I yeah. And then did he manage then his first managerial job? Was it was it Ostersons some, in, some team in Sweden? Sweden? Yeah, Sweden. And Swansea. then he went to Swansea for like a year, two years, well, a year. I don't know. And I then he went to detail. And then he went to uh, and then he went to Brighton and took over from Chris Hewton. I think he's been there three years now. So I think three years at Brighton is probably the longest he's been at one one club. Um, so yeah, he's fairly young in his managerial career, but I think you can't argue with the results how Brighton have um, managed to build con- uh, constantly, even though they'd lose their best player uh, every transfer window, and uh, how they performed this season. Yeah, yeah, we already mentioned that that, that they just like sell their best players and 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 replace them with players that cost like three million and you've never heard of and they, and they turn out to be ballers. But um, yeah, I, I I don't know that I'll be rushing to pick up the Chelsea guys. I I will take Reese James, but um, I'm not sure how the attack is going to settle. So well, we'll Sterling is going to be a, Sterling's going to be a guaranteed starter. So I'd I'd potentially get him in if you're if you're liking the way that you think the the Chelsea team might set up and their fixture list. He's definitely one to look at. Yeah, we have at least one Champions League game to see what he does. So we'll keep yeah. an eye on that. Conversely, Brighton, I anticipate, are going to turn to shit uh, over the coming weeks and months. Uh, I, I don't um, know if they... Because the, the players aren't very good. But they fit in the system, on, and they play to the system very well. That, that The system's gone, Steve. The no, system's the system, gone. It's all the, gone. The system isn't gone. The, the, the bit of continuity is gone because they don't <laughs> even have... It's not good. They don't they don't even have any of his uh coaching staff left over to take over as caretaker manager. So but the the building blocks that he would have put in place when he during his time there are still there. I think they're still gonna 
play to a similar style of play and whatever manager they're going to get in will be allowed to put his own spin on it but i think they're kind of more or less kind of try and go for a similar type manager who likes to play the same style maybe just a little bit differently but you know like the form just doesn't go out the window overnight that the players sorry I, I, I just don't think that the players are fantastically good they aren't fantastically good but look at all like you can't the, argue with the results that they've gotten so far because of the way that they play together they've finally had they've had a, a, a couple of years to really gel and kind of get to know the system and know how it works and i don't think that a new manager coming in is going to change much uh, change that or change it very much i think it'll still be more or less kind of the same stuff we were seeing before just might not be as successful because graham potter isn't there to make an adjustment during the middle of the game to try and turn the game in their favor now have you never know like they got graham potter from swansea and he's turned out to be great brighton are a very well run club they're not gonna go out and spend loads of money in the windows so they're very smart with how they operate and i think they'll get in a good manager who will know what he's doing and do enough to keep them up elite in the league again this year i think brighton fans i think if you just tell them that they're they're going to stay up this year they're going to be happy out so i i think you I think they're in a good position, especially after the, the compensation they would have gotten from Chelsea for Potter. I I, I don't agree. I, I think they'll be bad. I think staying up, even if, if they do stay up, that doesn't mean they played well or scored lots of goals. Like they've got they've they have Welbeck as their striker. Welbeck's having a decent season though, and you're just ragging on Welbeck because it's the fun thing to do. Welbeck hasn't Welbeck's been playing all it's right. It's the accurate thing to do. You haven't been watching the games, have you though? I've seen enough to know that Welbeck is. That's not a no. Going then you haven't been watching the, the games, so I'm not really gonna. Need. I'm not really gonna listen to that one because you haven't been watching the Brighton games. And you haven't seen how they've been playing, and I think they'll continue with that style of play even under this the new manager, whoever that is, eventually when they bring them in. Uh, we'll see how it plays out, Steve. I'm not. I'm not convinced. I. I, I do anticipate Brighton falling apart. Uh, you also comments. are the guy who told me to get rid of uh, Cancelo and Trent right before they had big returns each weekend. So forgive me if I'm not utterly you're convinced. Who, you're the guy who listened. No, I kept Cancelo. <laughs> you kept. Or no, Trent. I kept Trent. I didn't. I yeah. get. I didn't got rid of Cancelo, and I regret that. Um, I think going forward, dropping Cancelo was the right pick. Um, that is Brighton and our conflicting views on what's going to happen to them in the future. Steve, you raise an interesting point. Should we be picking up Man United defenders? Yeah, I, just because, you know, we mentioned that they have three clean sheets in their last four games. Obviously, they have the game against uh, Chelsea called off. But, you know, they're they're kind of getting used to the system under Ten Hag. They've gotten rid of Harry Maguire from the starting uh, 11 and they're using um, Varane and Lissandra Martinez as the starting uh, centre-backs now. So they actually know how to play the ball out from the back. Their their games coming up are, you know, they, they have uh, City uh, will be their next game in the league, which is, the, you know, the big Manchester derby. But then after that, it's... Uh, it's Everton, Newcastle, Spurs, Chelsea. So, you know, even then it might not be a great list of fixtures. <laughs> so I'm actually kind of, as I'm talking uh, right now, I'm kind of talking myself out of it, I suppose, a little bit, aren't I? But the attack uh, looks like it'll be good anyway. <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, I, 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 I see the reason for optimism, and I'm just having a look through the fixtures there. Uh, in their last five, they've kept two clean sheets. That's including Champions League oh. games. Uh, they held Leicester to a 0.73 xG, but they did ship 1.4 xG to Southampton, who uh, they did, who they kept a clean sheet in. Um, I mean, like I, I, I like the look of Malasia when he plays. Um, Martinez seems to be doing a job. But with the fixtures that are coming up, you kind of said it yourself. The the offense or the attack. What's the good word? I feel like I'm using attack and offense, and I don't like those words for players who play in the forward positions. Forwards, forwards? kind of, yeah. The, the three there. I like the forwards yeah, more, yeah. Steve, is the point I'm yeah, trying very, to make. Well, well made point, on well made point. Yeah, the forwards are probably the, the place to keep more attention on. Like we mentioned, Rashford is starting up top for them, and he's... And do you take a second one, Steve? No, I think you take Rashford or you maybe look at someone like Anthony, but I think he's around like 9 mil, so he's not exactly cheap either. But he looked good when he played against Arsenal for the 60 minutes. Um, Bruno, I think, is overpriced. I don't think you bother with Ronaldo because he's only ever going to come off the bench. Martial is still injured. So then you're talking someone like Sancho, 7.5 yeah, seven and a half isn't bad. He's out. He's probably going to play out on the left now because Anthony's there. Um, maybe a little bit, be a little bit more creative on that side. But I think it's it's silly not to have Rashford in your team. He's like six and a half, and he's the striker, and he's a midfielder in the game. So I don't see why you wouldn't. Probably because he's not playing this weekend, Steve. Would be the only reason you wouldn't have him. <laughs> <laughs> well, so, I have him on my bench because I because I don't want to. I don't want to drop. I don't want to get rid of him. Um, yeah, no, I, I had Rashford in my wildcard. I probably will remain to have Rashford. Um, the only other way of getting around that is playing another 6.5 mid and swapping them. And I don't want any of the other 6.5 mids because it couldn't be any of the Brighton guys. Uh, it would have to be one of the Leeds guys, like a Harrison with a million in the bank or something like that, which mm. I don't particularly like the thoughts of. So, uh, going forward, yeah, get yourself some Rashford. But maybe have a think about their defense before picking those up. Uh, I had one final question for you, Steve, because I know he got a brace in the Champions League and also scored in the Premier League. Is Richarlison at Spurs? And how is he going and how does he impact the likes of Kulazewski and Son, who's yet to get a goal? Uh, I don't think he did get a, a goal in the Premier League only he scored against Fulham he took his shirt off and then was booked for taking his shirt off and the goals ruled out for offside so I actually don't think he has scored in the league yet uh, but I obviously had the brace against Marseille in their opening fixture in the Champions League and looked good there yeah he throws the, the cat amongst the pigeons with regards to Son and Kulusevski Kulusevski was on the bench for the game against Fulham and in the Champions League so you do tend to think that he might be the one that is a uh, uh, on the outs a little bit but I wonder how much longer how much more rope Conte is going to give Son to keep playing because he has only gotten one assist I think since the start of the season and that was in the game against Southampton in the very opening weekend apart from that he's done little to nothing he just doesn't look like he's he looks like he's missing a step either whether it's tiredness or just a lack of match fitness or just mentally I don't know what it is but I don't know how much longer you can give him before you can ha- before Richarlison has to start over him. 
I think what what's going to happen in the Champions League is going to be interesting. Who they decide to line up with uh, for tomorrow's game, but yeah, it'll be very very interesting. Um, Richarlison's an eight point five million forward, so actually, I if I was gonna get rid of Jesus or or, or Mitrovic, I'd probably be going for Kane instead. Uh, actually, but, on as we're talking, yeah, I, I you'll you'll be. I just realised that. that Spurs are actually the early game today, not the later game. And they're playing right now, and their front three is Son, Kane, Richarlison. So you know it's 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 Kulusevski on the bench for the third mm, three, three games, games on, the, on trot. the trot, and Kulusevski on the bench for the third game in a row. So he's obviously given Son. Perisic is also playing in that game, so he's given he's given the lads every chance. I think um, I think there's a necessity to play Son into form. Uh, he's, I, I he, think when he's good, he's he he needs a break good. on. He looks bollocks. So, uh, and anytime I see him, like he's going through one on one on goal, he's taking heavy touches or just doesn't look like he has the confidence at the moment. I don't know. Yeah, maybe. Hmm, is a rest the answer? Well, the, I think the international break maybe. is coming up, so he's going to be rested anyway. So maybe that's part of Conte's thinking. But uh, I think it, unless he has to go home, <laughs> no, he got out of that because he won the uh, the Asian Cup. Um, I've never seen a man more happy to win a trophy in my life because <laughs> it meant he didn't have to do military yeah, service. Yeah. I mean, I don't know about me or you. Is is it? No, but I, I, I couldn't I imagine the pressure of being under that, that if you didn't win the tournament, you had to go and sacrifice two years of your career and hundreds of thousands and potentially millions of pounds to go and serve in the in the Korean army. like. <laughs> Uh, it's it's uh, it, 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 I can't comprehend uh, is is the word. Uh, I, I I know I know guys in Greece like I, I've worked with guys in Greece and and they all have to go train in the army. Uh, yeah, it is mandatory. It was, it was recently in the Netherlands. It was mandatory as well. Mm. But, uh, yeah, not something I can I can relate to. Um, so yeah, the, before I move on to the banker, Steve, uh, I'm just going to ask you: Is that giving you a second thoughts about Kulusevski? Um. Maybe. I'm still going to stick with uh, Kulusevski for the weekend anyway because I think for the price he's probably worth it. I already have three Arsenal players and three City players so I can't bring in anyone else from those teams. And there's not really anyone else I like at the moment even if they even if they are cheaper. Uh, Richarlison is an 8.5 forward though in the game. Mm, I don't know. For 8.5 you can get in Jesus for less who's guaranteed to start and Arsenal aren't a bad side. Spurs have some tough fixtures going ahead. So, you know, if he was a midfielder, it might have been a different story. But as a forward, I don't know. Um, so I hope that answers your question anyway, on because I've actually kind of forgotten what it was. <laughs> <laughs> uh, about dropping Kulusevski. As you were talking, I'm looking through, we'll say, the top scoring midfielders. And if you have three City and you have three Arsenal, the next top scoring midfielder you can have. Rodrigo's injured. Zaha's not playing. Harrison, Harrison Leeds on twenty nine points is the best next option. Oh, then it's Saint Max is injured. It's Podence at Wolves. <laughs> so, <laughs> and they they're playing Man That's, City, uh, aren't they? So, like, I'm not playing him. <laughs> like, no. How about I'm... Anthony Anthony Gordon? Anthony Gordon, a five and a half. No, I think you're all right. <laughs> No, that's all right. <laughs> yeah. uh, anyway, give, well, us, give us your bankers. Yeah, so like, like we kind of talked about it here, the, the fixtures, you know, are kind of not great. So our three are Haaland, Kane and Mitrovic. Obviously, Haaland in unreal form, Kane in pretty good form and Mitrovic also in great form. So 
And they're all going up against teams that they really should be beating, like Kane should be hammering Leicester, Haaland. Wolves have a pretty decent defense. Haaland. So it might take a little bit of breaking down, but I reckon if they get the first goal early, then it could be a bloodbath. And Mitrovic is going up. Haaland... Haaland is number one on this list every week. There's no team that can change my mind on that. <laughs> yeah, uh, exactly. And then, um, obviously, Mitrovic is going up against Nottingham Forest, uh, conceding three goals to Bournemouth after being 2-0 up is not a uh, great look for them. Uh, probably still getting all their new signings to gel, seeing as it's pretty much a completely brand-new squad. So those are the three picks for us. And then my outside pick is going to be Martin yeah. Mar- Martin Martin maybe, before I let no, you off. No, I've already mentioned it. I'm already off. I'm already gone. <laughs> I was going to give an honourable mention to Jesus. He'll have a good week, I reckon. Very good. Up against the Bees. Uh, yeah, yeah. Brent yeah, Brentford Bees, Bees, yeah. Yeah, Odegaard. yeah, I just think he, I think he'll have a good game against them. And I reckon he'll get something out of it. So that's that's my uh, outside pick. And you, or your outside pick is a man we were only just talking about uh, just very recently, Richarlison. You, you think he's going to continue and start again against Leicester and have a good game against them? If Richarlison gets subbed with 20 minutes to go against Leicester, I think, or not against Leicester, sorry, against their Champions <laughs> League opponents. Sporting, Sporting, Sporting Lisbon. I think he'll get the start against Leicester. Even if he doesn't get the start against Leicester, he's certainly going to get a game with, with Son out of form and Kulusevski getting the curly finger pretty easily. Yeah. So I think he's a good pick for the week. Very good. Thank you for the very good comment. I've been doing my best, Steve. Very good, Owen. Very good. I'm proud of you. I'm proud of you, son. I think that'll do it for the Game Week 8 podcast, Steve, unless you have any final comments. No, no. I'm fairly happy with it now. Um, it was good to get back after the week off because of um, our dearly departed uh, Queen. Or so, I shouldn't say our, should I? The, the UK's dearly departed. <laughs> God, I sounded like a West Brit there, didn't I, Owen? Yeah, you did. She would have wanted us to do the podcast, though, Steve. <laughs> she would have wanted us to do the podcast, but she definitely wouldn't have wanted those cancer, cancer patients to get their uh, treatments. Absolutely fucking not. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Okay, that's going to do bastard. it. If you, <laughs> if you want to see more stuff about this podcast, I don't know why you would. You can do that. <laughs> you can go to our website. That's fpljingle.com. You can get in touch on Twitter at the FPL Jingle. Uh, we also have Discord and all the other good stuff. If you want to get in touch with us, just do that. We like it. And thanks very much for listening. Good luck, goodbye, and slow. Bye, everyone. Bye.